Yes, God bless you, sirs and Mars, for joining us. It's been a wonderful time, a lovely song to start us up. Um, I could see that Faith has been trying to, trying to join, I think, uh, the network is messing up. Yes, welcome, everybody. Um, Kingsley was the first to join. Thank you very much, um, everybody. Uh, let's just say a word of prayers as we start. Femi, are you in a quiet place to lead us in prayers before we start? Yeah, I'm with you, sir. Okay. Authority, and then we give you glory. Thank you for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We exalted the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as we lean at your feet, we pray that you will speak to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let your word heal us, help your word to profit us in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm trying to set up properly. Okay. Now, the, the book of Corinthians, uh, we just, they've asked us to do both together today both first and second corinthians so that's what we're going to be doing uh and it's a very interesting book um let me see if i can share my screen i have a few notes that um that i want to share before we go into the the lesson outline I mean, the outline they they have for us okay i hope you'll be able to understand this thing in the book um but i'll try and explain it right um slideshow Okay, yes. Apologies for those who are watching uh, on other platforms who may not be able to see my screen. Uh, but I will try and be explicit. And those listening on podcasts may not be able to see the screen. But I will, I I want to share it. Share this. Okay, sorry. Okay, I want to share this so that uh, my explanation will not be. I mean, will be understood uh, better. Okay. Let's go. So um, I hope it's bold enough. So we saw that there are about five problems or five issues Paul wrote to this church in Corinth. Um, now, if you read the, the broadcast I sent out earlier um, today, oh, and praise God is the last Bible study of the year. Uh, thank God for that. God has been faithful. We really bless God. Uh, so, so if you saw the the broadcast I sent, um, one thing I put there is um, the church in Corinth is a typical cosmopolitan church in the metropolis. Uh, Corinth at this time uh, was a very significant city uh, because it has ports uh, and. Um, Whoever whoever controls the ports, you, I mean, you know that whoever controls the ports controls uh, the wealth uh, in those days because uh, shipping was the most uh, 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 was the uh, uh, most popular or most common uh, 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 way of transportation. So it was it had some significant ports. So you could understand that there are people, there are upwardly mobile people, financially upwardly mobile people. Um, in the city itself so there was a lot of brothels a lot of temples to to the greek gods in that city so the church was struggling to survive in that kind of a polluted uh, uh environment the church was trying to survive 
there were some people who also came to that kind of a city church and were normalizing some things. So Paul had to write his first letter to address these five things. Uh, we'll go to that second letter because they, those people too, they're not, I mean, <laughs> they're not easy people though. They showed Paul a bit though. You will see it in the in the second uh, in the second letter in Paul's second letter. So this first letter, um, if you look at how Paul started the church, he spent about one and a half years in Corinth in Acts chapter eighteen. Uh, this is it here, Acts chapter eighteen. That's when you know where uh, how the church was birthed by Paul. Unlike Romans that we said we treated last week, Paul didn't birth the Roman church. They were the Jews. Some of the Jews who came to who came to Pentecost and received the Holy Spirit. When Peter preached, who went to start that church? But Paul just wrote to them and he was longing to go since no other apostle has actually visited that church before. But the Corinthian church is different. He birthed that church. So we can say he has a moral or a legal, not legal now, but at least he has a responsibility over that church. Um, so let's look at the problems, five problems. Uh, and look at, you can see them. Okay, for this benefit of those who can't see my screen, I'll just... Chapters 1 to 4 talks about the division in church. Chapters 5 to 7 talk about sex. Uh, chapters 8 to 10 talks about food being offered to idols. Chapters 11 to 14 talks about orderliness and gathering. And I really, I'm really going to pay some attention to this because people have really misinterpreted this. And then chapter 15 talks about the resurrection itself. So um, Corinth, the first... Um, um, so... Uh, there are loads of problems in Corinth, as I've said, as uh, those guys were, were the, the poorly mobile people. They, they really, I mean, they were sound guys intellectually. So problem of divisions. Some people were saying uh, uh, they were having popularity context. Um, it is, it is, uh, I'm for, for Paul and for Apollos. Oh, the audio is not very clear. Can you hear me now? Hello. Yes. Okay. Uh, Faith, maybe it's your device. Um, maybe it's your device because I can see the microphone moving and it's moving well. So, uh, Chuck, thank you very much, sir, as everybody. Okay. So, um, okay, it was shaking initially. Okay. Okay. Hope it's clear now, Faith. Can you hear me now? Okay, let's go ahead. Uh, just uh, comment there if you can hear me. Um, so Paul was trying to let them understand that, no, we are not contesting. And for Paul and for Apollos and for Peter, we'll get to this in Second Corinthians. Why, why this popularity context uh, about, about the divisions um, was, was, was ongoing. Now, um, so Paul define, will define the problem respond with the gospel that's it will always link or wrap that problem or the solution is profiling to that problem with the bible or with, with jesus with the, with the gospel and um there was a joke that was i shared around earlier this week a number of people on this on this call also i mean shared that joke with me uh my siblings sent a, a, a this day a screenshot of someone's uh, message and they said this sounded like me. So I'm like, okay, well, let me check if everybody also believed that. Ah, so everybody was like, ah, of course, it's you. And I sounded like you. 
But most people said something that really, really thrilled me. And they were like, oh, what? Well, if it was you, you'll have added, you'll have responded with, to that guy with the Bible verse. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, well. So that was, this, this is similar to what Paul was saying. So when they talk about problem, we they give them solution and link it with Jesus. So like all the divisions you guys are having, Jesus is the reason. So in response to the gospel, all of us are preaching Jesus. There's no Paul uh, gospel. There's no Apollos gospel. All of us are preaching the gospel of Jesus. So that was his, um, uh, that was his response to those guys on that. Then for, uh, sorry, for the next one, um, the, the, the church was so, so affected or so polluted that they had a stepmother sleeping with a stepson in the church because the environment, the, 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 the community they were, it was normal in that community. That was what people were doing. So they brought it into the church and uh, 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 Paul was like, uh, no, 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 they, uh, aside, because they were feeling that we are free in Christ. And this is another, this all this hyper grace thing has been on since forever. They felt that, oh, we are free in Christ. We are, uh, Jesus has paid all our sins. Yes, Jesus has paid for all your sins, but that doesn't mean you should continue in, in, in sin. So, uh, because of that freedom in Christ, they started doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So this, you see these people, these are these people that say that all the sin I will ever commit, God Jesus has forgiven, so I can keep sinning. It, it was the reason why Paul wrote First Corinthians. They've been doing it. So he also tried to uh, repair broken relationships because I mean. Um, uh, uh, if someone, uh, uh, people have, have slept with each other's spouses and they were hurt. So he also used that to say, oh, Jesus also died for your sins, uh, repaired relationships. Um, and uh, let me share this example, this story. I went to a particular state in Nigeria a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so my tour guide took me to, we went to, went through some mining uh, communities. So it was telling me the challenges in the mining community um, that that the, the emir of that community was actually regretting allowing the miners to come. That um, one of the examples, because it just, it just um, I just remembered when I was praying for that, I just remembered that example. One of the examples is that, you know, it's a, it was a, it was, it used to be a farming community so a farmer that was struggling to give his wife 2,000 naira, 1,000 naira for upkeep, the miners come into that community, snatch people's wives, give them 20,000 naira. Someone that has not seen 5,000 naira before, a miner gives him 20,000. So the man was telling me that, so there's a lot of hurts in that community. And I, well, I just started looking. So if a pastor is to, is to speak to that kind of a community, your mindset is different. The kind of things you will ad address are different from what you will say to a typical uh, uh, another uh, a typical church somewhere else who are, who are not um, who are not who are not undergoing such a problem. So, aside uh, attacking the fact that this is wrong, you also need to be sensitive and and care for the needs of those who have been hurt. So that was what um, uh, Paul 
did here. I will deal with time. I hope. Okay, yeah, we're still good. Uh, then number three, chapters eight to ten, talked about food sacrifice to idol, uh, and I gave them uh, two scenarios because they are not talking about just meat. They are talking about meat that have been sacrificed to do the idols in that community because there are loads of shrines in the community. And Paul was like, okay, um, we know it. That's one of the one of the verses that a lot of people quote. If eating meat will make your brother fall, don't eat meat. And he said, okay, and if it's okay with your conscience, I mean, it is God created all the meat and the meat and the meat, and the eater of the meat together. God created everybody. Uh, but let me just quickly say a word about this, uh, if meat is going to make your brother fall uh, theory. Um, okay, or maybe I should ask this question. This happened to me uh, over a decade ago, almost. Uh, 15, 13, 15 years ago. Someone, I went, I went to my alumni reunion or something. I went back to my fellowship after I've left a couple of years. So I went back, I think, for a concert or an event. And um I I was I, I was using an iPad then. Uh, and I I that was where my my Bible was. And you should understand that over 10 years ago, 15 years ago, all this iPad, I, whatever, are not uh, as much as it is now. Uh, and in fact, that those, those years, I could remember some pastors even preach against uh, iPad, that uh, if the devil will collect Bible and, and put iPad in your hand, you have lost it, blah, 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 blah. So, you could show you, you could understand the context in those days. So, someone now after the concert, or I, I forgot, I don't think it was a concert, but someone sent me a message among the members of the fellowship that, sir, your iPad was distracting me all through the fellowship. I couldn't concentrate because I was seeing you using iPad to read the Bible. Could you please stop using the iPad? I was younger than this, so I will tell you what I did. I won't. I'm not always saying, I mean, some people here, um, there are times that me too, I lose it. And I replied the guy, you need to deal with covetousness. <laughs> now, of course, if that happens now, there, there are ways I will have handled it much better. I mean, more matured. The, I don't think the guy ever spoke with me again. I can't even remember who the person is. Uh, maybe I will have, if you are the person, maybe, please, if you are the person, just chat up with me, I'll, I'll wrong. I'll write the wrong I did then. But what will you say? Because that is what people always say, if eating meat will make your brother fall, don't eat meat. Should I have stopped using iPad? Should I have stopped using electronic Bibles and things like that, uh, that time? Because I'm very sure now, that brother, by the grace of God, he has graduated long ago. So he probably has, he has a very good job. Now he too, he, now, he has bought, iPad, the same iPad that was distracting him, he has bought it and is now flexing with it. So, if it in me to, if using iPad will have made your brother fall, let's discuss that. If it in me will have made your brother fall, don't eat meat and that. And people use that to context, bring that context into our day to day life and say, people are going to fall because you are doing this, don't do it. Using that, my example, what would you have done better? Or or how how would how should we treat it? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Unmute yourself and take one or two contributions. Let me check other Facebook platforms. Just uh, 
just put your comment if it is Facebook that you can't talk. Who is talking on, on Zoom? Anybody? All of you are forming as if you are holier than thou. Who is going to start? Praise God. Hallelujah. I think I remember this scenario. It was actually, I think, a fellowship program. Okay. I know that that I was like, when you are saying it, that <laughs> you was a lot of kata in fellowship. Ah, I think Jesus is Lord. Baba Deji, God blessed memory. Also intervene in that matter then. Ah, I didn't know Ah, Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember who the person is? I forgot about it, but if I see it, I will still remember. I will, if I see think about it well. So what yeah, I just like... know is that we 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 know in part, we understand a part. His response or his feeling then may be based on his maturity. Yes. Exposure. Mm -hmm. Permit me to say this, you know, you are somehow wide. Why? W-I-L-D. Mm. Your, your exposure to some things before people start realizing it may take six months, one year, mm. or two years. So if I can, what I will, if I'm the one, I can try and explain things to that person, but that will not stop me from making use of it. That was the time that people are asking: Is muffler a sin? Is that is what it also causes muffler? <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, we know in past, we understand it, but I won't because of that use it. If I know that it's not seen against God, against my conscience. So any when it's time, the person will, will be wise, will be mature to, to be able to handle that. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Uh wow. I didn't know it, it uh, and nobody told me, maybe because of my response to the guy, everybody just said, ah. Anyway, about this guy. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, if anybody is listening to this that was in that uh, thing, then uh, I mean, we're all getting older and wiser daily. I mean, if it happens now, like you said, if it happens now, okay, a couple of years later, I was coming back to that same city uh, for a concert. I came to organize a concert. And uh, normally, because young people would normally do jeans and t shirts and things like that. So on this particular one, when we are coming, when we had to do it in that town, uh, I told my choir that we're going to go on suits. Everybody wears suit and tie in this one because in this city they see jeans as a sin. Not because we are pretending. I mean, I've grown older at that time. Probably if it was before, before ah, I will wear that jeans. Come and see whatever you want to say. But of course, we've grown older and wiser. Uh, so. We, for that concert in Akure then, we had to wear suits so that uh, people will not think that we're already candidates of hell because we, are, we wore jeans to sing to God. But I will now talk about all these cultures and um, how it affects uh, their, their religion. All this culture, blah, blah, this thing, it is religion and Christianity is not a religion. Uh, in as much as the cloth is made to cover your body, things, all these electronic gadgets, I'm very sure now people will start saying, soon start saying virtual reality is bad, coding is, is a sin, 
And all these things, like you said, is their exposure. And we just may need to be patient, some of us, some of us needs to be patient enough to explain, oh, it's not like this. This is not whatever, whatever, uh, uh, whatever technology the world is written in is still relevant. After all, the original Bible was written on scrolls. Scrolls are made from skin of animals. In fact, first one, Gogogon, was written on a rock, on a tablet. And I'm now using a tablet. Thank you. The one that Moses collected was written on a tablet. And I'm using a tablet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God, so Paul gave that um, two those two scenarios for that particular church. Remember, we'll still look at the time is I, please in case we finish past it, just bear with me. Because I you know we've not even touched the man now, but I really want us to, to dive deep into this um into this book. So next one, 11 to 14, is another very controversial one. Gatherings that women should keep quiet in church. Now, what was happening here? Time will not permit me. Please, if you can just open, I think it should be either chapter 11 or chapter 12. Look at where Paul said women should not talk. Then read it, read that part in maybe NLT or any of the contemporary versions. Now, what used to happen here is that people during meetings, for instance, someone will be talking or prophesying. Another person will raise their hand and stop the prophesy, prophecy halfway. Hey, 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 hey. Well, God, what do you mean? What do you mean by that prophecy? Now, because these were upwardly mobile people, the women had money. They were upwardly mobile. They had mouth. They had money. So the women were more of the people causing this issue in that particular church. So it is not a gender thing. It's not a, a women or women thing. It was just that in that church, there were upwardly mobile women who could challenge their husbands or challenge people in public. And they were having that. So Paul said, if you have issues, allow the person to finish prophesying. Allow the person to finish praying. Take turns in prophecy. One person starts prophesying. Another person picks it up immediately. Hey, stop, stop, stop. Uh, like, I, I don't, this is a joke. It's a joke that we used to crack in those days. Someone that, you know, in, in those days that um, after prayer, opening prayer, there's always a word of prophecy uh, in our churches. This is a joke. It's not really, it's just a joke. We used to joke that someone, one of the person that used to give the prophecy every time, now came late that day. They finished uh, the prayer time. They've gone to another thing. So I think maybe after the same prayer, after the or something, something, he shah, entered the spirits and started prophesying. And the first thing he said, that, ah, please don't be angry that I, that I came late. Is it you guys? Is it God? I came late for you. So that's just a joke. So, but people will say, someone is prophesying, and that person just picks it up and says, hey, keep quiet. I want to prophesy my own. So Paul was saying, then they, Holy Coy, he talked about Holy Communion as well, right? Instead of waiting for all, for the others that let there be decorum in, in, in the church in the gatherings have some decorum have some sanity in church so that was what was happening has anybody found that uh, women women thing anybody 
Okay, because of time. Let's go ahead. So then lastly, he talked about the resurrection. The resurrection was a problem. Some people believe that there's no resurrection. Some people believe that resurrection has even passed. So uh, uh, Paul had to tell them that if there's no resurrection, then all the things that we believe, all our faith uh, is in vain. So that's the whole end, that's the whole uh, uh, first Corinthians. Let's go to second Corinthians. Um, yes, second Corinthians is a little bit uh, 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 lengthy, but let me first start by shaking some tables. Number one, of course, this is not the, this is not the, second letter Paul or second document Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. In fact, after the first epistle, he wrote some, some things. He went, there was, there was somewhere, uh, there, there's a place he said that he went on a painful visit. He came to visit them uh, 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 on a, I mean, they had a, a, a very one-on-one, a -on -one uh, like a bass boost kind of a thing, violence. So uh, before you wrote this letter, so um, uh, so he, he had he had there, there were big problems if you look at it. So he, he got reports that there were big problems uh, 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 in 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 Corinth. His first letter addressed those big problems. He went for a painful visit in Second Corinthians two one. Now then wrote the second letter. Uh, but now, what are the problems? Paul wasn't, um, he wasn't embraced. Let me use that word. He wasn't embraced in Corinth. Hence, why they were having super, I mean, uh, person, uh, popularity context between Paul, Apollos, and Peter in First Corinthians that he had to, he had to, he had to, uh, what's it called? He had to address. Now, first, as one to seven, Paul reconciles with the Corinthian church uh, because uh, why did they? Okay, so he started uh, uh, by by his usual opening prayers. Now, why did they reject Paul? Number one, Paul was not as wealthy. It was Paul? He was he was a tent maker. I know we we use that as examples these days, but Paul was like a minor, a a a, a manual laborer. At that time, it, it, it's a typical manual laborer. So they were looking at him like these people were upwardly mobile. So their, their passport cannot be a bricklayer. Okay, uh, we're back. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Oh, yes, sorry about that. Um, can internet, internet just showed itself. Okay. Well, as well yes so back to my screen so um where was i so paul was poor yeah we're here why did they reject paul um he was poor he was like a manual laborer um and and so if you see that they they reject for those those of us in in our in this in our church in our mother church or christ apostolic church you see that Someone they brought a man who is not of a certain. This that's why the fact that Paul was a was a Pharisee. But we'll look at that because Paul, that was where uh, Paul had to show some credentials because they asked him for his credentials. If you're going to be our pastor, show us why someone like you should be our pastor. 
this Corinthian church were not the, they were not, they, it was basketball, violence kind of things for Paul. So um, they were unimpressed. He was always suffering, going from prison to prison. Who is this guy? Like, uh, then, because he doesn't have good speech, he uh, doesn't have a, a good oratorial skills. And that was where he wrote, he had to write here, uh, that uh, some people said they were not impressed by what Paul. So this is the part that we've been reading about. He can't even speak well. So those are the reasons. Um, those are the reasons they rejected Paul. Uh, then, so Paul had to tell them that the true Christian leadership is not about status, economic status. And if someone is here, you feel dejected, you feel rejected, because probably you are in, in an upwardly mobile society and you feel you cannot pastor those people. No, don't feel that. Paul had to tell them that, although I will go and improve yourself, I mean, you can play down education and exposure, Go and improve yourself, read books. I always say that. But Paul was saying that true Christian leadership is not about, about status. It's about pointing others to Jesus. That's it. So Paul had put all these things into context as, as far back as two of 1 Corinthians. Uh, then uh, they now said, go and get a letter of recommendation. Come and prove to us that you are what our pastor. See, those are the I, I know some people in pastor's area on this on this call. Church politics are always the best, is whatever. They ask you to go and bring a letter of recommendation. Come on, who is your father in this land? Yeah? Go and come and show us why it, is, it should be you that is our pastor. So, um, and that was why he said, um, why do you need, I mean, Paul too, Returned it, that's boost. Why do I need to get a letter of recommendation uh, for you? Uh, and then he went to, okay, talked about the comparing of the old covenant to the new covenant, talked about um, why I don't really unlike what's on what uh, 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 God gave to Moses, brought a, a brand new covenant. Uh, then another thing to show that they rejected Paul. Paul was always having a, 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 connect, a collections uh, from other churches just to support his ministry. These people refused to do his own collection. <laughs> they refused to give him. They refused to do the collection for him. Uh, you, who is your father in this land? So, um, and, and, and Paul also wrapped that in Jesus, that if you cannot let go of your material things, Jesus let go of his life. Uh, for you, let me just rush. Don't worry, we'll soon finish. Then we can go to the to the manual. So, uh, so he also made, made them realize that, uh, and then um, I mean that's all your uh, uh, your wealth. Use it to 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 honor God. Then chapters ten to thirteen talks about the final challenge. Uh -huh. He now brought. He brought his own, you know, Paul now. He, he may not be able to talk as an orator, but it's a be right. He now brought, who are these people that you are even calling jokingly Well, let's bring out our CV, if it is that. Just because I am doing very cool evangelism and I'm doing outreach, mentoring village to Bush. Do you know, you, you, you know who I am? Like, ah, like. <laughs> so Paul was like, if it is to be a Jew, I am a Jew. 
if it's about knowledge, I was a Pharisee. I, I, I had a PhD in theology. Say because we are just entering bush and entering and going on shipwreck with, with, uh, with everybody. Because I don't want to be using all my using uh, Lincoln Navigator or Lincoln Navigator is old now. But am I that old? What's oh Range Rover? Eh? Like ah. So um, and he says so he gave them his CV. Um, he met Jesus, uh, revealed to him had visions of heaven, visions of the throne room, and that was when he now said, I have never asked you guys for money. See, let's understand context. Let's understand context. About when, that was when uh, Paul was saying, my hands can feed me. I'm just asking, because those guys rejected him. Because those guys didn't, didn't see him as their pastor. It wasn't an issue in the New Testament for them to contribute to their pastor. Because a number of people just isolate this Paul was a tent maker. Yeah, all you pastors, you are start working. Do you understand? So they reject you. Was not say, oh, I never asked you guys for money. So you know that, but you owe me this or responsibility. That was when he said, even though uh, when I was with you, I was doing my thing because those guys, rich men are like that. I've been like that. That uh, doesn't have work, pastor. He wants to come out. It's because of our money. He's doing, he's doing all these things he's doing. So when he was with them for those one and a half years, he was making tents. He was he's just like going to site to go and start carrying cement and carrying gravel. And you are the pastor of an Abuja city church. You are the pastor of a church in Lekki. And your members see you that you are carrying, carrying this thing. So you can understand the context. You have to do that to just get some money so that I don't lose my respect in front of these people. Let's get context when we are reading the scriptures. Ah, oh God. I wish I wish we had time. I wish we had time. I wish we had time. We will scatter this, this Corinthians. Okay, so and then he warned them um, that they should they really need to check themselves. Um, so yes, um, uh, look at it. Everything he bragged about, he, he confidently said, none of these uh, apostles have it. But even though I have it, none of them matters. Instead, I will brag in my weakness. Let's get context. So that's why the fact that all the people, you people don't, you don't see me because that was when the popularity context started. Oh, I'm from Apollos. Because Apollos was a good orator. Remember that when uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila now took Apollo, because they saw that, wow, this guy, this guy could deliver. They took him under their under under their mentorship and, 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 and mentored him under their tutelage and mentored him. But Apollo was a better orator. That's why he didn't write because all he just needs to do is get there. He go jabber the guy with jabber like anything. So um, so he said he would, he would rather glory uh, in his weakness uh, because he had other weakness. Maybe maybe what Yoruba will call more yeah, some people said that weakness was probably poor sight. Some other people have said it is arthritis, but the Bible was, has been silent on it. Uh, so he said three times he has prayed, and the Lord should take it away, but God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. So you can understand the psychology of Paul at this time. Uh, so, and he looked at it, um, and he ended it with the paradox of the cross. Okay, let's let you stop there. Ah. Uh, do we have time to, or, or let's just let's just interact. Any question?
Do you have time to even look at this at all? <laughs> but I hope you've gained one or two things. Um, let, don't, don't let's, don't, let's waste time to look at this uh, because our time is really, really um, gone. Do you have questions or we can discuss a few things before yeah. we go? Um, I have a question. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. And when you're, when you're talking about prophecy, about otherliness in that room, the other time you make it look. So I saw a drama in a video, I think, back in a Korea sometime. So there was a prophecy going on. A lady was prophesying. So another lady from outside was coming, was also prophesying, said, keep short. What you are saying is lie. What you are saying is like, keep short, be silent. Drama in a video was like, what was happening? Ever since I've been going to church, that's the first time. One was prophesying, another was countering that you are you are lying. Is a lie. So as a pastor, as a leader, what what how are you going to say? You talk to the two that? both of them. Number one, <laughs> I'm telling you, actually, and the cantara and the canti and everybody. Number two, the pastor of the church, if indeed is spiritually sensitive, will have sensed which of them is false and stopped him. That that see, our fathers gave us a very good heritage. In fact, some of our fathers we we we, we shut that spirit up in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That person will not be able to prophesy again. See, we've lost power. That's it. But they they will shut him up in the name of the both the cantara. Because if in, indeed it's the spirit of God, it will not be countering him there. You allow him to finish his life, and then the spirit of God will ask him to speak, and then you counter everything. Or the pastor, who is the shepherd of the church, should have stopped that drama. In fact, there was one that happened at the last pastor's meeting. We had a, we had a very heavy move of God, and you know. Normally, I'm not saying the man was a poor, was a false prophet, though. But after that, and everybody expected that there was going to be a prophecy or God said the Lord. Everybody expected. So, but the president has rounded up the session. People have prayed on it. We're all calm. One man of God just said, Egbo, Rolua, President, Jingu the Bell, first time. I said, man, by fire, by force, Egbo, Rolua, you drink the belly again. Ah, Monique Egbo, Rolua, Oshas, I read about. So, but where I knew that it's not likely to be the Spirit of God, was when they were carrying him out, they were like, Emma, welcome you, Emma, welcome you. Ah, 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 ah. Then I only you, God, is that, ah. At that time, I, at that time, I knew that, oh, so these are our fathers, they understand. And as a pastor of a church, you need to be sensitive. Your antennas, once the spirit, once your spirit is not clear, familiar spirit, they use familiar spirit to see things. Not that what they are seeing in the future is not correct. Though. Devil himself prophesies. Devil himself can see the future. But when you know that this, what they are saying is, is correct, but not, who is the source? Who, uh, is it bad Jesus? Not bad Jesus. What church was that? Was that where uh, uh, one 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 uh, familiar spirit was shouting uh, uh, to Paul? That's where they were in in, in is it Antioch? No, Antioch. When they went to Paul and Silas, when they were jailed uh, and they were singing, and the the their chains broke. That was that city. 
that the girl was shouting. These are the children of God. These are the true ministers of God. Listen to them. The girl was saying the right thing, but using familiar spirits. The girl was confirming that these are the ministers of God, of the living God. But Paul knew that this girl is not saying this by the Holy Spirit. He shot, he shot her up. He commanded that evil spirit out of her, even though the evil spirit was saying the right thing. So shepherds need to be sensitive. So if I was in that church, both the, both the professor and the counter, all of you, in Jesus' name we prayed. I hope I was able, I hope, sorry, I hope I didn't do it the way I did that one of 10 years ago. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'm calmer. I hope I'm, I'm not as, as wild. <laughs> I, could be, I hope I was able to ask you. have done well. Thank you, sir. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Any other question, maybe on Facebook, uh, then we just. Because once we touch that man, and now we will not close. Any other question or co comment or contributions? I hope we've learned one or two things. Okay, yeah, Femi. Yeah, good evening, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, just to not to, I don't think I can portray the point, but in support of what you said, um, I think this is not the first time. Maybe the fact that we all you know we are we uh, came out from the same route. And then um, I've been in several programs whereby there will be somebody that is prophesying, mm. and the pastor will not even pay attention. Mm. He will just be like, continue. We just continue the service. Mm. Sometimes it might be because of time, and sometimes mm. I've seen it that it is because maybe whatever the person might be saying might not be that maybe authentic enough, or maybe there is nothing special that the pastor has perceived. That the person is speaking, and then the service continues. Like you said, I think majorly it boils down to the sensitivity of the pastor. Mm. Or something like that, somebody, somebody, somebody is prophesying, and that person is countering it. It already shows that there is a high level of disunity and chaos in that place. And like most of our fathers, what they will do is deal with the bell. They will ring the bell only, oh, yeah, yeah, both of you should stop. Nobody is talking again, so so that the program can continue. And I pray that the Lord will help us. Like you said, we have lost power. We are now fish. We are woke. There's branding. Everything is. Let's do it the latest time, so that we can, you know, um, invite people and look presentable. And we have lost the, the authenticity of the ministry, so just in the beautiful edifice or anything. Seeing the fact that you can come into an environment of worship and be blessed spiritually mm. and be blessed all around. So I pray the Lord will help us and we encourage us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, my own question. Yeah. My own my own concern, my own question is now the concept of full-time pastor. I think I won't like you. It's something that I've been breathing on over some time. Because when I find myself in some conversations, I'm like, okay, I was saying. Somebody coming up to say it's a full-time pastor, it's a sin. Now, now, the, the, now that I've not studied Corinthians, but now I'm seeing it that the issue of people yapping, people saying, hey, how can you be a full-time pastor? Uh, you are not working. It's not, it does not, it does not start with us. Now, like, so the Corinthians, like, ah.
advantage of anybody. Sorry, I'm I'm on the road. Yeah. It never took advantage of everybody anybody. Should Pastors can start learning and work now. Maybe how to paint, how to make paint too. You understand? Yeah, they have pitches and all. Singapore was tough, really tough. Like was a gangster in the the good side. Some masters, some ministers may not be able to survive that emotional torture. Like mm. you are not working. Yeah, we are feeding on the church. And look at our own generation now. Anybody mm. will be talking about uh, being a full-time pastor now. So be like, I call God call you. I say you And you're sitting on the minister you're to eat. So a lot of things. So I, I really need clarity, sir. Is it that full-time pastors now, as it is going, they might not have a future in ministry? Everybody will start having, having like, ah, I'm going to ministry. I have to go and learn work. Out. I have to be able to do something now. Or we should just blind our minds and face who has called us. Oh, wow. Well, you put me on the spot. I'll I'll share, I'll just share from my heart. I stand to be corrected by my fathers, a lot of my fathers and, and mothers, loads of our senior fathers and mothers in ministry listen to this. So that any of our parents who listen to this who feel what I'm about to say is not 100% correct, please, I really, really stand to be corrected. I'm just going to share the history of this full-time versus by vocational pastors. Now, mon monasticity, like mon monastery or, or priesthood, Eastern monasticity believed one, it is only ministry. That's a Eastern Orthodox Church. Once you're in ministry, it is only ministry. The Western monasticity, the monasteries in the West believe that, okay, you can be a pastor and also be a teacher. You can be a pastor and do other things. That is why you find some Catholic priests. For those of us who went to Catholic secondary school, the priests are also the teachers. The priests will also be the principal. They are also doctors, nurses. They have other things. So that was where the, the, the dichotomy started. It has started since forever. So the Eastern Church believes that um, it is just ministry, physical ministry. The Western Church believes, and of course, the, the Eastern Church be, came before the Western Church. So the East, the East thought that, oh, sorry. The East will tell you that uh, these this West people uh, 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 came to spoil things. You understand? So that was the history so for you to understand facts. Now, Paul was not always working. He worked in Corinth because he was spending one and a half years in that place. And for this context, we always need to learn to contextualize scriptures. And in those days, Jesus didn't work, at least when ministry started fully. He worked as a captain before ministry started. But he didn't work. The Bible didn't record he had to leave ministry to go and fetch for work and uh, so however the boy in those days the rabbi system is like similar to this malam almajiri system whereby 
as you are going to give your child to the malam as an almajiri, as a scholar, you carry everything your child will eat and some gifts to the malam. So the rabbi system was similar to that, whereby the rabbi is always taking care of by the society, by the, 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 the students. So that was a the context there. But nowadays, if church money is that easy to find, go and start church. Start and see how long it will take you to start eating church money. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. Start. Start today. I mean, if it is, I mean, we all have the model now. You have the model. Open something, something, evangelical ministry of the Lord. Start it. Let's, let's calculate it. How many months? Is it two weeks? Is it one month? Come and give us the model. Say, ah, in two years, oh, I've blown, I have hammered. And it's not that you went to one baba to give you a waru or any jazz. So, in fairness, these days, it may be difficult to, especially for younger people, to do full-time ministry. It may be difficult financially, except God is, I mean, God is telling you to just stay there. But why some of our fathers would tell you that, okay, just at least while the ministry is at the beginning, pastors who are bivocational are able to, or a bit upwardly mobile can, it is actually pastors that are funding the church that are, that are, that are I mean, contributing to everything that needs to be done in the church. Just for the church to be a little bit uh, uh, stabilized. Okay, where please, where does the scripture ministry is hard work? Is uh, faith is asking where does the scripture which says he who cannot work should not eat come in place to all this? Ministry is crazy hard work. It, this is pure This is scientific. Pastors work minimum of sixty hours a week. Where you people do forty hours, forty-two hours, and you are. You are Pastors' phones don't go off. Pastors cannot afford to switch off their phones when they are sleeping. Pastors work back to back, full time. Like ministry is not is not beans, except the people that went to do jazzo. I cannot say about that model, but if it is model of real ministry, it is not easy. Ministry drains you emotionally, psychologically, financially. It drains you. So people don't, they, when you people go to bank and you close by eight, I mean, or you go to bank by eight and you close by five. Some of you, depends on your level of seniority, can afford to switch off your phone. I don't want to die or guy cannot do anything. If you like, let him give me query tomorrow. I'm not doing anything. This only this is in us. Some people have switched off their apps. They will never check office mail. This holiday season. They will never check office mail. A pastor cannot afford to do that. See, there's a research I put, there's a, there's a research I put on during the pastor's conference that it takes a pastor seven days to finally settle and enjoy his leave. For him to unwind, unwind and put his mind to say, I'm on leave. It takes him seven days. How many pastors have gotten two weeks leave? Ever. Pastors don't go and leave. So don't join the people that think that ministry is not work. Ministry is serious hard work. Please, 
Let's get that. Ministry is work. Jesus said, I will do the, I must do the business of my father while it is day. Ministry is serious business. God is entrusting souls into your hands. People come to trust you. See, if you want the pastors, fam, maybe I'll, 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 I'll organize something for pastors. Pastors need counselors. Pastors need to, to what's that? What's that thing? Please borrow me that English. Is it pour out? Not pour out. Um, unwind or something. Pastors need to detox. Yes. They need to detox their mind. People come with all sorts of issues. All sorts of issues. See, you don't. Uh, if I, the, the weight of the ministry on the, on, the, on the family, on the wife and children of the pastors, you can't even begin to imagine. I'm a pastor's child and I'm a pastor. So I, I can tell you vividly from both sides. Vividly on both sides, I can tell you. But yes, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I mean, the kind of favors we are experiencing is because of the assignment um, um, Okay, yes, uh, thank you, Faith. I have a concern, though, about how about someone who claims the Lord told him not to work, yet he goes around asking for financial assistance. Number one, you don't know if God told him not to work or not. He told you God told him not to work. Those things are different. And that's what I was trying to say before uh, your comment came in. So these days, the context of ministry these days, especially if you're just starting, because if ministry was sweet, why would this person be begging? Hey, Faith, please tell us. If people are cashing out in ministry and they have started ministry only, why can't why can't the ministry send him on send him to London for holiday? So uh, that's why some of our fathers will now tell us, um, okay, balance it, work where the where the ministry is still growing. So that at least if I, I read a book, maybe that's one of the things that even affected me to start this late, time ministry this late. I read a book. It, it took me years to realize that the guy was talking about our American model. It was like, don't even start ministry until you've, you've bought your mortgage. So that the worst case scenario is that even if ministry, if, even if there's no money, you know that you're, at least your family has a place to lay their head. So I was hoping to build my house before I start ministry. But yes, but that was an American model. We don't have, more, we don't have mortgage in Nigeria. If you want to buy a house in Nigeria, you have to have the whole body. <laughs> the whole 40 million. <laughs> so, so most of our fathers will have told you have a place to stay. That's why in um, in Orthodox churches in CAC, they always tell you you must have a mission house. Even if the pastor doesn't have food, doesn't have money, at least let his family have a place to stay. He at least he knows he's going home to sleep. So those are those are some of the things. So uh Femi. The issue is that nowadays, the reality of ministry is that you may need to augment financially. You may need, most pastors are the ones lifting the church. Most pastors are the ones funding the church. I'm telling you the truth. So um, all these things that people are saying, is a lie. Less than 20% of the people are the ones contributing money in church. If a church has 100 members, Less than 20 of them are the ones paying offering and tithe. Fact. Fact. So don't let all these people deceive you. And those are the committed core members that come in our shrine. They know what they, 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 they accept. They know what they believe. 
So I hope I've been able to do justice to that. Um, Faith, I hope I was also able to answer your question. Um, I don't subscribe to people begging uh, because God is, I mean, okay, let me share this joke. Uh, uh, let me share this joke, Faith, and every other person. Um, ah, I forgot to share. Talking about God and begging. Ah, forgotten. Sorry. Sorry, maybe if I remember next week, I'll, I'll share it. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, I don't subscribe to people begging. Oh, yes, I remember the, the joke. Uh, 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 someone was like, God, I want, you to, I want to know you. I want to know you. I was praying to God. I want to know you as Jehovah Jireh. I want to know you as Jehovah Rapha. I want to know you. Don't let me know you. Uh, God now told the angel, you know, like his kids. God now told angel, let him know me as a great provider. Okay, sir. Take away his job. Yes, sir. The guy just goes, God, why did you take my job away? And I started crying. I go like, I wanted to know me as Jehovah Jaira, the one that provides. I wanted to know me that even though you don't have a job, I'm able to provide for you. So that's our God. No more people just say things they don't mean. And if God should answer some of our prayers, he will start crying. So, but yes, that's our God. Is able to, even though those of us that are by vocation now, those of us that are working, there are months that, wow, you just seem to rely on God at this time. And the ethics of pastors, I think it was Pastor John Adeyinka, one of my mentors uh, that was saying it, that the ethics of pastors, if you are really trained, the ethics of pastors, even though you are going through hell in your house, you will still smile and come. You, you should not go and beg members for, for money. God should touch their hearts to say, Daddy, I don't want to come and give you this thing. Daddy, the Lord just laid it on my heart. And that's just be the thing that you need that will meet your need at that time. And I've seen this happen in the life of my parents countless times. Countless, like countless. So um, thank you very much. So I don't subscribe to begging at all. Because God is able to feed his, his own, uh, but Aside that, aside the spiritual side, the ethical side of ministry. We've, we've heard of our fathers who will lose a child, who will lose their wife, and they will come to church in this, on Sunday morning and do service and tell people, dance, dance and praise the Lord. Their wife is dead at home. It is after the grace, they've shared grace. The pastor will now announce that mommy has gone to be with the Lord. This is, a, this, this is ministry. That no matter what you are going through, ministry must go on. Service must go on. That is, this ministry is not being so. <clears throat> the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's pray for our pastors, please. Pray for your pastors. It's hard work. The guy is working hard. And if you're under a pastor that you feel, I mean, he doesn't have your time, he doesn't have time for your soul, you're in the wrong place. I'll tell you that for free. But if you're under a Bible-believing church, a, a, a pastor that cares for your soul, ah, my brothers, my sisters, is uh, doing massive work. When you, are, when you are not there, he's praying for you. Those, that's the work of a pastor, the work of a ministry. ministry. At night, he wakes up, he starts praying for you. There are things that your pastor will not be able to share with you that you are going through, that the Lord has revealed to him. To, uh, oh, God will help us. We are far, 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 far behind schedule. Thank you very much. Just a few announcements before uh, Akobi prays for us. Oh, Faith, please, you pray for us. Faith, if you are in a quiet place, you pray for us. But let me just make this announcement. 
from next year, and that's from next week, our Bible studies will move to Tuesdays because there had been a circular in our church that Bible studies should be between or either on Mondays or on Tuesdays. So uh, because we've been doing this for Wednesday in, on Wednesdays for so long, and we just started a church, we're just trying to, but now we can announce that next week, Tuesday, no longer Wednesday, next week, Tuesday, we're going to have a Bible study. And we're taking the book of Galatians. Galatians is one of the most emotional books Paul wrote. But let, don't let me start that one. That one is that serious bass boost. I will look at it next week, Tuesday, by the grace of God. So I will send the broadcast uh, uh, to everybody to know that it's now on Tuesday. God bless you in Jesus' name. Faith, can you please uh, unmute and just close the meeting for us with a word of prayers? Uh, Father, we thank you for this gathering. We thank you for um, the grace to come together and learn from your word. We return all the glory to you. And we pray that you continue to direct and guide our steps. We pray that you continue to open the eyes of our understanding to your word and give us grace to, to know you. Um, we pray for the pastors, even as we just discussed about them, that you continue to help each and every one of them to, um, to give them the grace, give them the strength to carry on with the work they're doing. Enable them to stand steadfast and to do your will at all times, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So um, Saturday is crossover. I'll see you in 2023 by the grace of God. We're going to start our own broadcast service at 9 o'clock. Uh, details will be sent to everyone. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for 2022. Thank you for always subscribing. See you next year. Greater grace, greater height in Jesus' name. Okay, good night. Good night. Yeah.